You're listening to There She Grows, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow the life and business of your dreams with me, your host, Jessica Bledsoe. If you're ready to expand your mindset, scale your business, and finally create a life you love, you're in the right place. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of There She Grows. I cannot believe how things are progressing out here in the world right now, or maybe how they're not progressing. I think I find myself saying, what a time to be alive on pretty much a daily basis at this point. I think we are all starting to kind of settle into quarantine a little bit and recognizing that this might be what our life and our business looks like for a little while. And I know that I'm certainly having to come to terms with that, but I'm also choosing to see the good things that are happening. And for me, I've been able to do some things that have been on my list for a while, but I've never made time for things like this podcast, working on my personal brand. And I'm really just trying to be grateful for the good things that are still going on in my life and choosing to see joy wherever possible. I don't know about you all, but it's like a roller coaster of emotions for me on a day-to-day basis, sometimes just on an hour-to-hour basis. Some days I wake up and I don't even want to do anything. I just kind of want to lay in bed and watch TV and um, I'm not super motivated. Other days I get up and I'll put in a 12-hour day because I'm just so excited about what I'm working on and it's weird to be cycling through all of those emotions all at once. So if you are doing the same thing, trust me, I feel you, but I am positive that we are going to get through this and we are going to come out of it better than we were before because that is just what entrepreneurs do. And that is what we are. We are entrepreneurs and we are going to figure out a way to get through this. But today I want to talk to you about something that is super important in your life and in your business. And that is boundaries. Boundaries are so, so, so important. And I find myself in situations where I wish that I had set boundaries and I am doing as much as I can to set those boundaries now. But man, in the beginning, I was not great at setting boundaries. And I think that that's probably part of just being a new business owner was that I was not as confident in myself or even even in my services. And so I would sometimes let my clients dictate how we were working together and I would um, you know, do anything and everything to make them happy. And I still want to do that. And I still am doing that. But I'm doing it in a way that doesn't burn me out because it is easy to get burnt out when you are letting everyone else run the show and you don't have those boundaries in place. And what I've also found it is, is that it is way easier to set boundaries in the beginning than it is to try to set those boundaries after you've already, um, you know, kind of let some bad habits form and take place. So what I wanted to talk to you today about is the why and the how to set boundaries with your clients. But obviously, this translates into real life as well. I'm sure there's probably people in your life that you could set some boundaries with and be a lot happier with those interactions um, in your life as well. So obviously, the reason we need boundaries is simply for your sanity. Um Before we really restructured our business and thought about setting boundaries because we knew that the lack of boundaries was why we were experiencing some of the misery that we were, um, it's just not sustainable to not have some boundaries in place. And 
it's also a level of professionalism to have boundaries and expectations and to be able to communicate those with your clients. I think that having boundaries makes you seem like the professional that you are. You're kind of letting people know, you know what, I'm a I'm a professional. This is how I work and this is how we're going to work together. And I'm doing this because I know this is what we need to do for you to get the best result with your services that I am providing and in the way that I am helping you. And there are two different ways that we can go about this. We can set them straight away in the beginning, or if we have already kind of allowed some of those bad habits to form and we're wishing that we could go back and undo it, it can be undone. It just takes a little bit more work. So I'm actually going to talk to you about both of those today and hope that it will encourage you to start setting some boundaries in place in your life and in your business. So the first thing we want to do to set some boundaries, and if we're doing this from a place where we're starting fresh with um, a new client, is to simply let them know how they're going to be working with you. And the easiest way to do this is during your client onboarding process. So if you have a process already in place for onboarding new clients, it's going to be pretty simple to insert this into that onboarding process because it just becomes another thing that you're reviewing with them when you're bringing them into your ecosystem and you're going to be working with them and you're telling them about all the things that you're going to be doing and how you're going to be delivering information. But you can also tell them how you're going to work together. But some things you'll want to think about is how do you want to work together? You know, what are your boundaries for communication? Do you prefer to communicate solely by email? Do you have regular phone calls that are scheduled? Um, Do you want them to text you or not? I personally, I don't like communicating about work through text message because it's really easy for that stuff to fall through the cracks. I would much prefer that it gets sent to me in an email or if they're one of our support clients, we have a support ticket portal that we set up just for them, for them to be able to submit tickets through. And, uh, you know, we have established ways that we want people to work with us, but if we don't tell them how we want them to work with us, then I can't expect them to just know and to just do it because they, if I don't give them those boundaries, then they're going to set their own boundaries and way of working with me and expect me to just mold to that. Um, But once I've kind of laid out how I want them to work with me, And this does have to be verbalized. I want to emphasize it has to be verbalized and it has to be documented in some way, which is why I like doing it in the client onboarding process, um, simply because you might need a way to reference it later down the road is is what I'm trying to get at there is that you might have to to go back and say, you know, see here is how how we set this up and how I need you to follow, Um, which brings me to my next point, which is sticking to the boundaries that you put in place. So if you tell someone that you prefer not to communicate via text and they send you a text and you respond to it, you are now setting the expectation that you are available to text with them and to accept that as a form of communication. Now, I'm not saying you should ignore their text. You can certainly take care of them, but say, hey, I received your request. I've put it in. Just as a reminder, I would really prefer if you could send this to me in an email. It's just much easier to make sure that I don't let this slip through the cracks or forget about it because I have a system already set up in my inbox for tracking and managing these sort of requests. And um, I certainly don't want you to think that I'm ignoring you. However, this is not the way that I prefer to communicate. So just, you know, just a general reminder of, hey, I set this expectation with you in the beginning and I need you to follow that as well. 
And then once you have kind of determined if they're going to be able to stick to that or not, which 99.9% of them, they will stick to that. If you tell someone how you want to work with them, almost always they will come through with you and they will respect that um, in the way that you're working and the way that you're communicating with them. But if they are not willing to follow those boundaries and they're not willing to follow your process and the way of working with you, then you also have to determine what are the consequences of that. Are you willing to let them go if they don't keep the boundaries that you have set in place? And I have to really encourage you to be willing to do that because ultimately, if you have made several requests for them to follow those guidelines that you've set in place and they are unwilling to do that, that means that they're taking time and they're taking energy away from the other people that you're trying to serve. You've done this for a reason and you expect them to be able to do it. And if they can't or they won't, then what are the consequences of that look like? And maybe it's something that you lay out in the beginning so that, again, they know what the consequences are right up front. And it also emphasizes the importance. So if you tell them in the beginning, hey, this is how I'm doing things. And if you can't do things like this, and unfortunately, that means I won't be able to work with you, then they know going into it, right? They're not going to be surprised when you say, hey, we can't work together anymore because you were very upfront with how you expected to work together. And that is the best way to do it. However, I completely understand that you may be in a position where, yeah, onboarding new clients and setting these boundaries and these expectations, you can get on board with doing that all day. But the real problem sometimes comes in when you have already been working with clients and you have allowed them to work with you in ways that you don't enjoy. And now you don't know how to set those boundaries. You don't know how to get things back on track. Um, you accept that, you know, some of that is your responsibility because you haven't been the one making them follow those boundaries or giving them any consequences as they, if they don't. And I trust me, I have found myself in this situation more times than I would like. Um, and even more recently than I would like with, um, with a client that I've had for several years and time and again, I just found that I was getting frustrated, but I was frustrated at myself because I was the one that didn't set the boundaries. I was the one that had allowed this behavior to go on for this long. And if I didn't tell them that they were doing something wrong, you know, how could I necessarily expect them to know? But um, it is a little bit harder to reset boundaries, um, you know, later down the road than it is to do it up front. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. We absolutely should try to reset those expectations. And now is actually a perfect time to do that because our worlds have changed so much with everything that's happening with the virus and being in quarantine and people know that our businesses are changing and we're pivoting and we're just, you know, doing things to keep our business afloat. So now is actually a really good time to reset those expectations because it, it may not necessarily be unexpected. I think people know that things are changing. And so you can actually use that to your advantage. And I always start out whenever I'm trying to reset an expectation or set a new boundary, I always start out by saying, our business model has shifted because that's exactly what's happening. You have shifted the way that you are doing business and now you need them to just shift with you a little bit. So I'll explain that our business model has shifted and going forward, this is how we would like to do things. And then I'll lay it out and say exactly how I want to do things. And sometimes this is for a course correction as well. And we can say, hey, you know, we've gotten off track a little bit in the way that we were working together. And I realize that some of that is on me. So I just want to take this moment to kind of course correct and get us back on track 
because I want to make sure that we're communicating effectively. And for us to be able to do that, this is the process that I have to follow. And then you can just kind of lay out what it is you are expecting. But using that term, our business model has shifted has helped me in so many different situations. And it's it's very truthful. I mean, your business model is shifting all the time. And I think people expect your businesses to evolve. And so if you have a client that you've been working with for a while, I don't think that they're going to think anything out of the ordinary if you say, hey, I've shifted the way I'm doing business a little bit. And I want to get you on board with that so that we can continue down this path of working together. But then we also want to use a little bit of positive reinforcement. We want to thank them when they're doing the things that we ask them to do. So if they send you an email when they typically would have given you a phone call or sent you a text message because that's what you asked them to do was email you, say thank you. Be like, hey, thank you for sending this to me in an email. I really appreciate it. You know, let them know that you recognize that they're doing something that you ask them to do. Because in many cases, we might be asking people to work with us in a way that they don't work with their own clients or with the people inside of their internal offices. You know, we all have a different way of working, but what's really important is that we find a way to work together. But the only way we can do that is by setting boundaries, setting expectations, holding people accountable to those boundaries and expectations, but also letting them know how much we really appreciate when they can follow those processes that we've put in place. And the more you can streamline that process and make it super easy for them, the better. You know, don't make someone jump through 20 hoops just because that's what you prefer. Get a system in place for communicating with people and just find a way to streamline that process and make it super easy for them. And that's just going to make it easier on you in the long run. But we have to have these boundaries because we're going to get burnout really easily if we don't. And I promise you, I'm speaking from personal experience. And I, if I could, if I could redo anything in my business, it probably would be that, because I know that there have been situations of conflict or of, you know, resolution that I wish that I had done things differently. Because if I had, that I wouldn't have found myself in those situations. And it's hard to be upset with someone when they're doing something that's upsetting to you, but you never told them that it was upsetting to you. And if I could redo anything, there are definitely situations where I wish that I had set some boundaries and I had set some different expectations and that I felt like we were all on the same page because I knew the reason we were butting heads is simply because our communication styles were different and they were expecting one thing and I was expecting a different thing and we just didn't find a way to meet in the middle simply because we didn't communicate about it. So as always, communication is key. Boundaries are super important. And like I said, if you haven't set boundaries or you're feeling like you need to course correct with a couple people, now is the opportunity to, to get them back on track and say that you're course correcting or that your business model is shifting. And it seems like a scary conversation to have. But every time I've had to have this conversation, it's typically gone better than I've expected. And sometimes I might need to push them back in the direction. You know, they might fall back into those old habits. And I just have to kind of nudge them to say, hey, remember what we talked about? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. And then again, I just want to show gratitude when when they do shift to that because at the end of the day, you know, they're still working with me. They enjoy what I'm doing for them and they're willing to shift for that. And if they're not willing to shift, that has to be okay too. You know what? There's someone out there that's willing to work with them in the way that they need to be worked with. And that doesn't always have to be you. So I hope that this has encouraged you to go out and set some boundaries. I promise it's going to make your life easy easier at least. And as always, if you have any questions or you want to talk about setting some boundaries, 
please feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram at Jess Bledsoe. And as always, thank you for joining me. If you liked this episode, I hope that you'll share it with a friend or leave me a review and I will talk to you next week. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week and we will chat soon. Thanks for listening to There She Grows. For show notes, resources I talked about in this episode, or links to our free downloads, visit www.thereshegrowspodcast.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.